Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name's Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. Now, what an incredible season it has been in the Premier League. Arsenal were pretty much top of the league for most of the season before Man City took it from their hands. The traditional top six were, were not up to standard for me and it allowed other teams to break the mould and there were some huge surprises in the bottom of the table. So... Today, we'll review each team and their overall performance this season. Plus, I'll present uh, some of my pre-season predictions, which, looking back now, it's quite laughable. And I will compare it to the final standing. I'll also present uh, our awards for the season. So let's begin with reviewing each team in alphabetical order. So the first team is obviously Arsenal. We finished second with 84 points. Now, as I mentioned, they were top of the league for over 200 days. But unfortunately, in the last few hurdles, they couldn't maintain the form or sustain the pressure and unfortunately bottled the league. But you have to give the team some credit. They played some sensational football. In my opinion, they recruited very well in both windows. Players such as Jesus, Zinchenko, and then you've got Trossard and Georgino in the January window. I believe this experience of being in the title race is invaluable to this young squad. And despite already being dismissed as challengers next season from a lot of media outlets, I personally think they will go again next season. Recruitment will be very important uh, in the summer. A lot of teams are fighting for the signatures of a lot of centre mids for in particular. So interesting to see who they sign. The next team, Aston Villa, who finished seventh with 61 points. The season ended in fantastic fashion for Villa, qualifying for next season's Europa Conference League. And credit has to go to Unai Emery, who has transformed this team since his appointment in November. I think with some backing in the summer, it will be very interesting to see who they sign. They were recently linked with uh, Real Madrid's uh, Marco Asensio, who unfortunately has decided to join PSG. But I think Unai Emery will have some pulling power and may surprise us with some new signings over the summer. Next team, Bournemouth, who finished 15th with 39 points. I have to put my hands up. Bournemouth have surpassed many expectations, including myself, as I thought they would have been one of the first teams to get relegated. But fair play to them and a huge credit goes to Gary O'Neill, who has been fantastic and his team have played some lovely football here and there. So next season, the quest will be to stay up again. Only Leeds United and Southampton conceded more goals than Bournemouth. So they didn't score many up top either. So defence and attack will need to be bolstered with quality in this summer. Next team, Brentford, who finished ninth with 59 points. A very respectable finish for Brentford. And they produced some great performances this season, most notably beating Manchester United 4-0. Unfortunately, their star, star man, Ivan Tony has been suspended for eight months for betting charges. So another attacker will need to be recruited in order to maintain Premier League status. But at the same time, I hope they show Ivan Tony support and embed him back to the team when his suspension is finished. Now the next team, Brighton, who finished in sixth position with 62 points, one of the breakout and surprise team of the season. With great Porter leaving the club earlier in the season, it felt like Brighton may take two steps back 
as it was big shoes to fill. But the Zerbi has elevated the team even further and they finished the season very strong. Brighton have now qualified for the Europa League for the first time in their history. Exciting summer ahead. But unfortunately, big players such as Caicedo and McAllister look set to be leaving the club. But I'm sure they will be unearthing some hidden gems and will surprise a lot of us. The next team, Chelsea, who finished in 12th position with 44 points. Where do I begin with Chelsea? An abysmal season for one of the big teams in the country, spending over 600 million in two windows and still couldn't do anything or finish in the top half of the table. It has to be regarded as one of the worst seasons for a top four side. They have a lot of work to do in the summer, to say the least. I'm really surprised that they've been regarded as title contenders next season by a lot of media outlets. And now they've appointed Pochettino, which for me is a great appointment. But the squad needs to be trimmed in huge numbers. And new recruits need to be made that will benefit the team. So not just signing big-name players. I think a striker is a priority. It remains to be seen if Lukaku will return from his long spell at Inter Milan. A CDM will also be important. Someone to partner Enzo in the midfield. So a long summer ahead for the Blues. Crystal Palace, they finished 11th with 45 points. A decent finish for the Eagles. At one stage, it seemed like they could be involved in a relegation battle, but it was Super Roy to the rescue to steady the ship. It'll be interesting to see who they appoint next, as it's not expected for Roy Hodgson to be given a new contract next season. Will they go for youth or will they go for experience in their next managerial appointment? It remains to be seen. The key to Palace's success, in my opinion, is keeping hold of their emerging talents in the likes of Eze and Olise, but also keeping top performers like Gehi and also Anderson. Zaha's future is still uncertain at this stage, but it looks like he will be leaving the club. So a replacement will need to be made very soon, as well as a striker, in my opinion, as they've lacked goals in the final third. Everton, they finished 17th with 36 points. I don't know how they did it, but they've done it again. They've managed to stay up by the skin of their teeth. I think the appointment of Sean Dyche was a smart one. As under Frank Lampard, they didn't really play as a unit and couldn't really add points to the board. This summer, a few signings will be required for next season. I think they should go for Premier League proven players that can hit the ground running. I think they've signed players in the past that have taken time to adapt and that has disrupted their momentum in the season. So Premier League proven players for me would be the route to go for Everton. Fulham, they finished 10th with 52 points. One of the surprise teams this season. Big question before the season began was surrounding Mitrovic. Could he emulate his scintillating form from the Championship into the Premier League? And I think he did it. At one point, they were challenging for a European place, but they finished in the top half. And credit goes to the players, Marco Silva and the coach start, who have done a fantastic job. Fulham always sign a player that surprises the neutral fans. So I'm expecting to see that again this summer. Leeds United, who unfortunately finished 19th with 31 points. A disappointing campaign for Leeds United. The managerial appointment for me were very questionable, especially Sam Allardyce, who simply passed his best and shouldn't be coaching at any Premier League team whatsoever. The signing of Ruta for a record fee and then hardly playing was a bizarre one as well. 
for such a historic club it's a shame that their season has ended the way it has i don't have high hopes unfortunately that they'll return to the premier league anytime soon as there are a lot of quality teams next season in the championship the first step that they need to do is appoint the right manager as it will help the future of the club next leicester city who also finish in the relegation zone they finished 18th with 34 points unfortunately they were not able to survive on the last day of the season it's been a terrible season for leicester city which is a shame as they've won plenty of silverware in the last seven eight years and brought some great moments to the premier league with winning the league itself being the top one a decision needs to be made whether dean smith continues as manager i would personally look elsewhere and appoint a more experienced manager who is able to take the team forward and into the Premier League. There are a number of players leaving the club on the free, so this includes players such as Tillemans, uh, Soyuncu, who's actually already agreed to move to Atletico Madrid, Amate, Mendy, Perez, Tete and Bertrand. Plus the likes of Madison, Barnes and Vardy will be hunted by Premier League clubs. So I guess for Leicester City, it's time to reboot and start again. Next, is my team Liverpool, who finished fifth with 67 points. This season has been underwhelming for Liverpool, to say the least. This time last year, we were on the clutch of winning the quad. And this season, we managed to just about scrape through to qualify for the Europa League. Yes, we've had a lot of injuries, and maybe the hangover of the previous season played a part, but that's not acceptable for me. We needed to strengthen an ageing squad last summer and this was never addressed apart from Nunes the signings that were made last summer made no difference to the squad if it wasn't for Allison and Mo Salah we could have finished the season a lot below fifth to say the least at one point it seemed like we were joining Chelsea in the bottom half reviewing the season I think in the first half of the season we were very predictable in our play playing a rigid 4-3-3 formation with no energy in midfield since the change of formation in the last two or three months, our, our season has completely changed. Trent Alexander-Arnold, who looked defeated as a right-back, but as soon as we played him in midfield, he was rejuvenated and looked sensational in the middle of the park. Overall, a very disappointing season for Liverpool. Reinforcements are required this summer, especially in the midfield. And I'd also say another defender is required. Man City, who finished first with 89 points, Man City have done it again. I knew they were going to make a late charge and overtake Arsenal. They simply have too much quality in the squad and experience to lose the title. Erling Haaland has been a revelation this season, breaking the all-time Premier League scoring record of 36 goals in a single season. Kevin De Bruyne showed his quality again as he was top of the assist chart with 16. They've just beaten Manchester United with ease over the weekend in the FA Cup final and they will play in the Champions League final this Saturday in the mission of claiming the treble. Now, the big question is, will they do it? In the last episode, I said I have a feeling that Inter may cause a surprise, but now I'm not so sure. I think Man City are just simply ahead and shoulders above everyone else. If they win the treble, it's fully deserved in my opinion as they have been outstanding this season and they'll finally get their hands on a European trophy for the first time. Speaking of Manchester, let's speak about their rival, Manchester United. So they've ended their season in third position with 75 points. From the outside, I feel like it's a bit of a mixed season for Manchester United. They were around second and third spot 
for most of the season, but never really looked like challenging for the title. The huge defeat, 7-0 against Liverpool, had an impact on the team, where at one stage, top four looked like it could be out of their hands as well. But credit to the team and credit to the manager. They managed to nick very important wins and climb up the table. They also managed to qualify for the Champions League for the first time in a while. Me personally, I think Ten Hag has had a decent season, but he has shown weaknesses in his tactical approach. And for me, hasn't really improved any of the current crop of players. At one point, United fans were talking about a quad, but only one trophy has their name on it, which is the Carabao Cup. So a trophy and first spot is a good first season for Ten Hag, but with Champions League and potential new owners, this summer could have a significance to their resurgence. If they recruit well, they can certainly challenge for the title next season. Speaking of top four, Newcastle finished fourth with 71 points and what a fantastic season for the Toonami. Finishing in the top four was no easy task whatsoever. Yes, teams like Spurs, Liverpool and Chelsea have dropped off so there was less competition from the traditional top six but they've been one of the best defensive teams and deserve all the praise this season. And speaking of praise, Eddie Howe has done a spectacular job. For me, I believe he deserves to be manager of the season. Considering where Newcastle were last season, he has simply transformed this team ahead of the master plan from the owners. Now, I'm sure the owners were expecting the club to challenge for top four in the next two to three years, but they've certainly fast-tracked themselves right now. So the worrying part for rival fans is that the Champions League football will provide a huge pull that will be different to no other team this summer. They've already been linked with some quality players, the likes of DRB and Sobozlai, who you, you all know I'm a big fan of both players. So next season, it's going to be tough for all teams. It's going to be more competitive. So for the neutral, I guess it's something to look forward to. Nottingham Forest, they may finish 16th with 38 points. And credit to Forest, they just about made it to the finish line. There are parts of the season where I thought they're doomed and destined for relegation. But fair play to the team. They've done enough and have another season in the Premier League on the horizon. It'll be interesting to see how many players they sign this summer. But I don't think it'll be 20 odd signings, but who knows? And Southampton, who unfortunately finished 20th um, with 25 points. It's the end of the road for the Saints. The writing has been on the wall for a while and it's such a shame as I thought they signed some good young players in the transfer window. But they really struggled for goals and they conceded a lot of goals as well. Of all the relegated teams, I think they may have a chance of returning to the Premier League sooner rather than later. They've just appointed Russell Martin as their new manager, so preparations for next season are already underway. Tottenham, who finished eighth with 60 points and an underwhelming season for Spurs, to say the least. Beginning of the season, a lot of fans thought this could be the season that they break through under Conte, but that went out of the window after his rant a few months ago. The players, apart from Harry Kane, have simply not been good enough. Breaking news today is that they are set to appoint Celtics and Postecoglou as their new manager. I'm not sure what to make of it, to be honest with you. Um, I know he's just won the treble in Scotland. But this is the English Premier League. It's another ball game. So let's see if he's backed by the board with some new signings. But I do fear for Spurs, to be honest. I think it would be 
a long time before the challenge for the top four. For any success, they need to keep the talisman, and that is Harry Kane, of course. Honestly speaking, I think he will leave this summer. Which club would he join is a big, big question. There's a number of clubs that are interested in signing a striker, such as Bayern Munich. You've got Real Madrid with Benzema set to leave. And you've also got Manchester United as well with Champions League football. That's a, That could be something on the horizon. So take your pick. Drop a comment below. Who do you think Harry Kane will sign for in this summer? And the next team is West Ham, who finished 14th with 40 points. Not the season that Hammers were expecting, as I think they've been below their best this season. But it may have to do with the participation in the Europa Conference League, as they will be playing a final on Wednesday. So if they win the cup, I think all will be forgotten in terms of their league position. But they were around the relegation zone for quite a long period of time. So this is a slight concern for their long-term future. So in the summer, more players need to be recruited and replacing the departing Declan Rice will not be an easy task. And finally, Wolves, who finished 13th with 48 points. Honestly, I'm not sure how Wolves um, finished 13th. Quite frankly, they've been pretty poor. They only scored 31 goals, which is the lowest in the league. But defensively, they've done really well. They conceded 47 goals. So it's quite obvious where they need to strengthen in the summer. I'm sure George Mendes, a super agent, has a list of potential signings that will entice Lopetegui and the Wolves board. Having said that, they did play some decent football in the second season. If they recruit well, they will certainly climb up the table next season. So <clears throat> that's my review of each team. So let's do a comparison to what I predicted preseason and what was the final standing. So. start from the beginning so this is the teams obviously <clears throat> now this was my prediction so yes it will probably seem that there's bias biasness with me putting Liverpool at top yeah I think I, I don't know <laughs> I can't explain myself to the why I did that then but it is what it is um, and then this is the final league table so in comparison to my prediction and the actual final standing of the league table, did I get any teams correct? No. I've <laughs> got zero teams in their correct positions. So what do I know? Um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but I did make some bold predictions in the pre-season. Pre so I did say Arsenal were to be dark horses for the league title, which evidently was the case. I predicted J Gabriel Jesus to be signed this season. That one's probably arguable. I think he had a good first half, but I think injuries played a part to his second season where he wasn't as much involved as he would have liked, to be fair. Flop of the season, I predicted Richarlison. I'm sure we can all agree that is probably a correct one. An unpopular opinion. I don't know why I was smoking that day, but Darwin Nunes has scored more goals than Erling Haaland this season. Yep, that certainly did not happen. And then category prediction. So... This is the traditional awards that normally come out of the season. So I predicted Mo Salah, this, uh, Mo Salah to be player of the season. Young player of the season, I predicted Jacob Ramsey. Uh, top scorer to be Mo Salah and top playmaker to be Travis under Arnold. So how wrong was I, to say the least? Um, so here are the official league tables. 
uh, sorry, awards if you weren't aware. Haaland achieved player of the season and young player of the season with Pep Guardiola uh, being awarded manager of the season. And then you've got Haaland scoring 36 goals, um, earning the golden boot. And then you've got Kevin De Bruyne with 16 assists, claiming the Playmaker Winner Award. So, credit to the boys, I think, fully deserved. And these are the end of the season Football Talk Podcast Awards. So, our player of the season is Erling Haaland. I don't think that's debatable. He's had a sensational opening season, breaking all sorts of records. And the scary for is that he will get better next season. Young player of the season, I've gone for Bukayo Saka. Um, it could have been Haaland, just like it was officially. But I feel like his resurgence was such gr uh, a great feat in Arsenal's run for the title race. I couldn't ignore it. I feel like he's been in great form. The numbers might not match up, but in terms of how he played, uh, he was in, scored some great goals and showed some great moments for the Arsenal team. So that's why I've got him there. Manager season could have easily been Pep Guardiola, but I've gone for Eddie Howe. I think from where he's come from in terms of last season to this season has been sensational. So that's why he's there. Sign of the season has to go to Haaland. I couldn't look any. I couldn't look elsewhere for that, to be honest. And flop of the season is Richarlison. Yeah, <laughs> lesser the best with regards to him. So here is my team of the season. So. This will always be debatable. Everyone has their opinions, but I will give my opinion on why I've selected certain players. So let's go with the goalkeeper. So Allison, uh, for me, normally he shouldn't really be making a lot of saves, but this season he's had to show his worth and show his quality as a goalkeeper. I know De Gea got the golden glove, um, but I don't think that was because of his individual performances, and I'm sure United fans would agree with me there as well. I think collectively they were a better defensive unit, hence why they conceded less goals. So I think as an individual goalkeeping performance, I think Allison has been the best in the season. In terms of my back four, Trippier for me has been sensational for Newcastle since the beginning of the of the season and he's been very consistent. I don't think there's any other right back that really matched him. On the left-hand side, I've gone for Ake. Uh, an honourable member will be um, Estupian from... Uh, Brighton, who played his opening season, was very good this year. Ake, for me, was really good at playing in different roles and looking very comfortable at left-back and definitely added a balance to that defence. So that's why I've gone with him. Botman, uh, for me, first full season, I thought he was fantastic. Uh, definitely a rock in that Newcastle defence that were pretty much solid throughout. And Stone, who has been playing... A different sort of role playing an inverted uh, midfield center back row, however you want to phrase it. But he's been more on the ball, he's been scoring some good goals as well. He's definitely shined in that Man City team, so that's why I've got him there. I think honorable mentions for the center back roles would be uh, Martinez, I think he did well for left back, probably Luke Shaw. Right back, I couldn't really think of many. I think Trippier would have been a lot of pe a lot of people's first choice. Um, but if there's anyone else that I'm missing, please drop a comment and let me know. Midfield, I've gone for Rodri. I think he's been the best defensive midfielder, hands down, this season. And the midfield, Kevin De Bruyne, Odegaard, they've been the two best players. 
I don't think there's many arguments there. Honorable mention for probably um, Bruno Gomerich, who's been fantastic for Newcastle. But other than that, I don't really see anyone else challenging. Front three will be a little bit debatable. Being a Liverpool fan, you're probably thinking, oh, he's got more Salah in there for that reason. I just couldn't ignore his numbers. Um, I don't think he, in terms of how he's played, first half of the season, he was probably a mixed bag. Second half of the season has been much better. A lot of people would have probably selected Saka to be in that right-hand side. But for me, Saka had a great first half and then faded away in the second half. So depends how you look at it. For someone that's had a poor season to his standard and still have, I believe, 40 goal and assist ratio, he has to be in the team. So that's why I've gone for Mo Salah. Martinelli as well, I feel like he's been in such great form throughout the course of the season, been very consistent this year, which probably has been one of his downfalls or um, negative outlook in terms of his overall performances. But this season, he's been effective, has scored some crucial goals. So that's why I've got him in the team. And then you've got Haaland. I think there was, apart from Harry Kane, who's also had a great season, so he's an honourable mention. Uh, I think no one could really touch Haaland. So... Drop a comment, guys. Let me know what you think of my team selection. I will be posting um, the FTP awards that I did present previously and also this team of the season lineup in my Instagram account. So drop a comment. I know there will be a lot of comments <laughs> with regards to my selection there, but that's the art of this content. It's all about debate. It's all about opinions. So I'd love to hear from you guys. And that pretty much concludes the show. So... Thank you to everyone for tuning in. If you haven't already, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you to everyone who has shown support throughout the year, whether you're watching a live show or sending comments or interacting with us on social media. Believe me, it doesn't go unnoticed, and we appreciate all the support. Um, our next show will be taking place tomorrow. Where I'll be doing a Liverpool end-of-the-season player rating show. Expect more Liverpool content to come this summer. Um, who knows, we may do an impromptu episode this week as there's strong rumours that a certain midfielder will be signed. So stay tuned. We'll be doing some more transfer-related content as part of our new weekly show. Uh, the first one will be taking place this Wednesday at 10pm UK time. So make sure to follow me on social media at AussieFTP on Twitter and also Aussie.FTP on Instagram. I will be promoting all my upcoming shows on social media, so make sure you follow also, hit the notification bell on YouTube. And I look forward to all of you guys joining us this summer for more content. So until next time, guys, take care, stay safe, and I hope to see you all very soon. Goodbye.